How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. One of the hosts is also DJ Williams, okay? He was a first-round draft pick. He's on the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Stores guest line. Truly steps beyond convenience. DJ, uh, where you been, stranger? Hey, hold on, guys. First of all, you guys had me on hold that long, man. Was that commercial uh, predicated towards me You know, I was listening to? What, what was the commercial about? What was it about? Depends. <laughs> it was about uh, you got a problem with drugs and rehab. I thought I was calling in on the intervention, man. Oh, oh, they were, they were trying to. Oh, hey. I was going to hang up. I was like, is this, is this saying something? I'm sitting here for five minutes, and it's talking about if you got problems, just call now. Oh, maybe no, yeah, it was a subtle message. Yeah, message mixed in there. Your <laughs> exactly. Are you affecting your friends and your family, your relationships? I'm sitting here like, oh, I'm about to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, so, folks will be able to hang out. You see it tonight, Dave and Buster's in Hollywood. But what was what was this night like for you? Okay, you were a first round pick. Obviously, it wasn't uh, only the first round like it is now. It's a very made for TV event. But uh, we're talking 13 years ago. You were a mid first round pick. What was this day like for you? Actually, for me, uh, I was kind of carefree. Um, you know, for each guy, it's a different situation. Uh, you have guys that are definitely lottery picks. Then you have those tweener guys. And then you have those guys that just hope to call their name. And uh, I was pretty confident that my name was going to be called in the first round. Only thing I was worried about, or only thing I was trying to figure out is, was I going to go first or was Jonathan Vilma going to go first? So, oh, oh, hold on. That was my alarm supposed to be waking me up. <laughs> a little late, huh? Yeah. But yeah, so I, I treated the day like it was normal, or the evening like it was normal. I went out to eat dinner with my family, but my my family all came to Miami. We just kind of relaxed. Okay, so you 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 did something like at your house? Were you invited to go up to New York and you just declined? You know what? I don't think I was invited, but if I was, I wouldn't have went. Um, you know, you see those stories where the guys up there and. You know, he thinks he's going top five and yeah. his name doesn't get called. You see the Aaron Rodgers and, you know, it's just the camera just zooms in on your face and your mom keeps patting you on your back and your high school coach comes and give you a hug, you know, every time somebody else gets picked. And I'd rather just be around friends and family. But I actually had my draft party at the University of Miami in the once-known Nevin Shapiro room. Oh, so now, 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 best case scenario for DJ Williams that night. You went 17, okay, to Denver, obviously. But yeah. what what were you being told was best case scenario? Like, how high could you have went? You were told. You know what, man? It, a lot of times you hear mock drafts and people talk. They just blowing smoke. I was told that I could have went number two to the Oakland Raiders because I'm a hometown kid, ticket sales and things like that. But they ended up taking Robert Gallery. So I was anywhere from two to twenty. Now, now back then, okay, there was no limits. Okay, there weren't uh, you know slotted dollar values with each pick in the first round. Okay, so what when when each pick is going by in the first round, like are are dollar signs going through your head? Uh, because I mean, there was a tremendous amount of money back then available. Listen, man, you got to remember, I was just in college getting <laughs> that $1,100 check. Any check that the NFL was going to give me was going to 
quadruple quadruple that. So I was just happy, man. You know, when you're that young, you know, especially back in those days, 10 million, 9 million, 7 million, 1 million, 2 million. Hey, you're saying a million, so you're just happy. Now, can you – got DJ Williams here with us tonight. He's hosting tonight out there with Butch Davis, Dave and Busters, Hollywood. Uh, I, I don't remember. Did, did Vilma end up going before you or was he after you? He did. Vilma uh, actually ended up going 12th. And we took a trip to New York, and Herm H- Edwards was up there. He actually brought in all three linebackers, uh, Daryl McClover, Jonathan Vilma, and myself. And he looked us straight in the eye. He said, I'm taking two out of three. I just don't know which two. And John and I knew that. Daryl was definitely going because he was a later round guy and John and I were slotted uh, to be picked pretty early. And on draft day, they took Jonathan Vilma in the first round. And I think in the fifth or sixth round, they took Daryl McClellan. So who, who makes that call to you for Denver? Was it Shanahan? Was he still the coach? It wasn't Shanahan. I believe it was Ted Sunquist, um, the GM. And believe it or not, it's, it's kind of corny how they do it. It's, it's, it's almost just like how you see on TV. You sit there. Uh, they give you a call and say, hey, how would you like to be a Denver Bronco? But honestly, with my situation, it was a little unique because at the time, uh, Denver were 24th in a draft. And after Vilma got took at 12, the New Orleans Saints called me at like 14 or 15 or 16 or something like that. And they said, hey, we got the uh, 18th pick. We're taking you. So I get all happy. I'm sitting there waiting for two more picks to be drafted. I called my cousin, Dante Stallworth, because he's in New Orleans right now. You know, me and my family, we're talking about Mardi Gras and beads and, you know, Bourbon Street and getting all excited. So I'm actually on the phone with New Orleans. And then I see Denver trade down from 24 to 17. And as I'm on the phone with New Orleans, my agent comes up and hands me another phone. Oh. And, and he's like, Denver's on the phone. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> he's like, nah, I think you got to take this one. So I, 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 I tell the New Orleans coach, hold on a second. I get to grab the phone from Denver. And it's like, hey, how would you like to be a Bronco? And I stand up and I look and I see with the 17th pick, the Denver Broncos select DJ Williams University of Miami. And I was heartbroken. <laughs> well, so, so what, like, did you, that, did you hang up the, the New Orleans phone call? Or did you go back and say, hey, yo, uh, sorry. To be honest, I don't have the phone. I was shocked. I actually looked at my agent, and, and I asked him, like, can I say no? And he was like, nah, you can't. <laughs> like, you're not – because Eli went first in that same draft. He's like, ah, you're not Eli. You yeah, don't have that yeah. Eli can say no. Yeah, Eli can <laughs> say you, no. If you look at uh, a lot of the draft day pictures with me holding up the jersey, you know, I, I got my hat on. I'm not looking too happy. I'm just kind of holding the jersey up, kind of sour face looking I really wasn't excited because I didn't know a lot about Denver. At the time, I thought they still had Al Wilson, Ian Gold, and uh, Mobley. So I'm sitting there thinking, like, why would this franchise bring me in when they got basically three Pro Bowl linebackers? DJ, I know you're not nervous about the draft, and I, and I know you weren't nervous because you are going to be a guaranteed first-round pick for the most part. But, but a guy like Brad Kaya, and I'm sitting here and I'm looking yeah. at all this publicity and press surrounding Brad Kaya and the amount of push that not only the NFL Network is giving for it, but also a lot of the local media as well about where Brad's position could be in this draft. I'm worried personally about maybe like another Ken Dorsey scenario where he's sitting around for quite, a, quite, 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 quite frankly the most part of the second day. Uh, they, he's not in New York, is he? Well, well, no, and I remember, Brett, it's not oh, okay. second, not okay. second day. Remember, day, Brett, sorry, like it's day, it's a day. whole weekend now. Third, third day. Oh, okay, yeah, and, and you know, like guys like that, that that's very tough because 
like I said, no one really knows where you're going to go. You know, you hear about Brad Kaya, you know, he's anywhere from the first round to the fifth round. You hear about, you know, he's a prototypical quarterback in the pocket, this, that, and the third. But then you hear about his lack of mobility and, uh, you know, they worry about his leadership and things like that. So all that stuff races through your mind. And you really sit there and you wonder. And it's, it's, it's almost like a heart attack. With every time the commissioner comes up and pulls out a card, especially if it's a team that you know needs a quarterback, you hold your breath and you hope that it's you. And then sometimes it gets to a certain point, because I've had friends that thought they were going to go a lot earlier, and that round has already passed. They just go out and start living their life normal and wait till they get, you know, a call from somebody in the family and say, hey, you got taken, because that roller coaster of emotion for some guys is too much. Uh, DJ, you can hang out with DJ tonight. Dave and Buster's Hollywood, 7 o'clock. Yo, set that alarm, DJ, all right? 7 o'clock, you got to be there. I, I got it, man. I got it. I got, I'm on point. I'll be there. I'm going to hang out with old Butch, man. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. DJ and Butch. All right, so you can hang out with them. And again, uh, you want to hang out with those guys. Admission is free, but you want to go register because space is limited. The TicketMiami.com. Uh, DJ, don't be a stranger, man. Come by and hang out with us again sometime soon, all right? Appreciate it, man. I'll probably be back in next week, man. Yo, DJ, say hello to Amber, man. Amber's back today. Say hey to Amber. Hey, what's up, Double H? Hey, what's How up, How you doing, DJ? Amber? I'm good. Nothing much. All right. <laughs> Look at that smile. Look at that smile. There you go. She loves DJ. She loves you. She loves Double you. H. We should, we, we, should be FaceTime, we should be FaceTiming. Yeah, Amber, let's FaceTime. FaceTime me later. Okay. All right. See you, All DJ. Right. See you, ma'am. There you go. All right. See you. All right. Bye. All right. He, he's going to holler. I mean, he's never given me his phone number. Double H. <laughs> Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 